0: And welcome, everybody, to a new edition of the CarCast. This is episode 80. I'm Owen Newkirk alongside Sean Shapiro, and as we quickly did our frantic last-minute research, we've discovered that it is the Kevin Weeks episode, number 80.
1: Which team did we wear 84? Not just one, it's how many. Because I know he played... The answer is four different teams. Can you name them? Well, I know, okay, so I know he played for New Jersey, but it wasn't New Jersey because New nope. Jersey would never allow a number like that for nope. a goalie.
0: That was, or anyone. Uh, that was Lou, the Lou Lamorello yeah. rule.
1: Lou Lamorello wouldn't allow a number like that, so I know it's not New Jersey. Nope. Um, I'm thinking Carolina. Yep, that's one. Uh, 02 through 04. Okay, I'm thinking Carolina. I'm thinking New York. Which New York? The Rangers. Correct, 06, 07. Um, I know he played for the Islanders. Did he wear number? No, I don't think he. Correct, two thousand. He, he
0: did wear number eighty for the Islanders. First time he wore eighty in the NHL was with the Islanders. Okay, so I've got
1: three of the three out of the four. Yeah, we have
0: one more to go, and it's between the Islanders and the Hurricanes. I don't between know if that helps. Between the Islanders and the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. According to Hockey Reference, by uh, the way.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, give me a division, just. Kidding. Uh, Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference, yeah,
0: and Atlantic Division. Atlantic Division. now,
1: Atlantic Division now. Oh well,
0: yeah, Is team currently Got not it. where he was at the time, but yeah, cur- yeah, yeah. team currently residing in the Atlantic Division. Okay, which means it's not the Metropolitan. Yes, um,
1: which by the way, you already mentioned two Metropolitan stadiums. Yes, three, yeah, three, right? Yeah. Carolina, two, yeah, right? No, no, New Jersey. Even though I, that, that's when I didn't say he was in the Metro, though, right? No, Carolina's in the Atlantic. Are they? Yes. Sure. I believe so.
0: With the Florida teams, yes. All three of them. Yes. Okay. I'm. I. You're probably right. I just can't. I believe hit. Tampa. It's
1: hey, Tampa. You got it. Tampa
0: Bay The longest and probably more painful than we needed to, but yeah, you got it right. Kevin Weeks, a uh, fellow goalie guild for Sean. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that guy was moving. Yeah,
1: look at that.
0: That is a Nissan 370Z. Not as fancy as the 350, in my opinion. But he was going. I'd say 15 to 20 miles an hour over the speed limit, would you?
1: Yeah, I would say so, and he's, still, he's probably going to try and get back up to that speed. Uh, yeah, I got caught up in a little bit of traffic. A little little of the double-lane dive around the truck here. All
0: right, so let's get into episode 80, the Kevin Weeks edition. The Stars win yes. for the first time this year on home ice. I do not think, Sean, that coming into the season that I would have said their first win would come after four home games. Smell. Yes, once again, hey, that happened last time. Yes. Is it this area? Are we... The Mockingbird Lane, yeah. 35, is really smelly? Yeah. I don't know. But it is... Uh, it stings the nostrils yes. in a bad way. Ugh, horror. Oh, man. Okay, so anyway. Best stars first period of the season by far. Yes. As far as the way they played, number of quality scoring chances. They had more in the first period tonight. And they did actually in the first 12 minutes, than they did in the entire game Saturday in Philadelphia. They had nine in that game. Yeah, They did score four goals, which is twice yes. as many as they scored tonight in the 2-1 to win over the Ottawa yes. Senators. The only other game this year where I thought they played they a decent first period, uh, even remotely comparable tonight, was Detroit. They had two yes. goals. I didn't think they were as good in Detroit. They actually got out in that game. But they did score twice and they had the lead on the road, which you go, hey, that's a great period. Mm-hmm. Tonight, it was a dominant period.
1: And then Detroit game, too, there was also the degree of difficulty, if you want to call it, of a second game of a back-to-back on the road. Um, however, no, yeah, tonight was a dominant first period. Um, it was only one nothing in the end, basically because of how good Nilsson was in that for uh, Ottawa.
0: And you know what? Andres Nilsson versus the Dallas Stars has an Anton Hudoven like uh, record. Yeah, One and four now, but with a safe percentage in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. And he has always played well. He's always been on, probably maybe a bit of been on bad teams. So, you know, Ottawa, Buffalo, uh, Edmonton before that. So he gets shelled and and loses, but puts up a pretty good showing. Six foot six, he's a big guy. And yeah, he was really good tonight. Stars should have scored more, though. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally get a goal. At the 62 seconds left in the period, so almost the final minute, Roddick Fox had tips in a Taylor Fedun shot, and it's one nothing. But, I mean, the chances they had... Sean, let's go back a little bit here. Alexander Radulov gets dropped to the third line to start the game because he had been pretty...
1: Uh, Bad. yeah I was gonna He's say bad I was gonna say but
0: I was <laughs> gonna say he didn't create a lot of chances and shots in the last couple of games of the road trip
1: he had one shot in the final three games of the road trip combined
0: there you have it so he goes out there tonight and is clearly determined and gets himself off the third line pretty fast in that first period yep and okay message sent message received he didn't score tonight but he created a ton of chances for himself and for a couple teammates and you know who else had a message sent to him was John Klingberg. Yep, got benched a bit, played probably the fewest minutes in at least several years for um, the Dallas Stars yeah. that I can recall. Fewest? Um, I haven't looked it up, but it just
1: feels like it's been a long time. Fewest non-so he played less minutes in that game where he broke his hand.
0: Okay, we well got hurt.
1: Yeah, fewest. Okay. Yeah, the fewest. The fewest. Healthy, Which was early last yeah. year, San Jose. Yes. Like uh, late, uh, mid-October yeah, was, the Sharks? It was the Evander Kane shot. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, so, fewest healthy minutes he's played in a long time. Or a complete game. Yes, is, yeah, right, where yeah. he hasn't <laughs> been hurt. Right, okay.
0: And it's been a long time since he played
1: that little.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and because he's out there all the time for the Stars, it has to be a big part of it. Well, he was better tonight. He had a ton of shot attempts. 14. Yep, which was, this? I think, a game high. Yes. He and Radulov both tied for the most shots on goal with six apiece. Rad's actually had seven scoring chances. He had one where he missed, but uh, boy, he was good tonight. So I, I was pleased to see the two guys that were under the most scrutiny for poor performance by the coaching staff respond to some coaching moves,
1: right? Yeah. Yep. Um,
0: and Kling, then I think Klingberg, yeah,
1: Klingberg's coaching move was more of a past coaching move and more of the threat of it. It was Both, from the other yeah, night. Right, well, right, right. was more of a actionary. Okay. This. Evening, but yes.
0: Stars got a power play in the first period, and I thought Esther Lindell was going to score. He had a couple really good looks. First power play, not bad. Mm-hmm. Again, they didn't score, but created lots of chances. Um, go to the second period, one nothing lead, and they had a 5-on-3. Unlike a, one particularly memorable incident last year where the Stars held onto the puck on the delayed call and burned through a whole bunch of 5-on-3 time, they actually got Ottawa the puck pretty quickly. Yep it over, what was a minute twenty? It was uh, 87 seconds. Okay. 88 seconds. So, work, yeah. right, minute 28. And, Sean, I said this on the broadcast. Bruce agreed with me. I thought it was a pretty bad five on three. They very... scored one second after the five on three.
1: It was not a good five on
0: three. But I thought it was really terrible. I mean, they were in
1: the zone a lot. Mm-hmm. But their entry was ugly, and I just, I honestly thought they were really poor. It was not a good five on three at all. Like no, that's that's not that's not stretching or grasping grasping at anything. It's it was a bad five on three, and they were kind of fortunate that they, with about five seconds left in the five on three, they started to make a play that actually did something, and then they scored with two seconds after one second, two seconds after yep. the guy got out of the box. Nice play by
0: Jamie to to, yeah. to sort of knock the puck loose to mm-hmm. to Pavelski in front, but it wasn't like one of those clean tick-tock toe kind of place, yeah. which many power play goals aren't, and fine, you have to grind those out, but when you have a five-on-three, first and foremost, the entry, you have two extra guys. You should be able to skate it in with possession. You shouldn't have to dump and chase, um, although I can understand, hey, if you have two extra guys flying, you can do that play, but it seemed like setting up was struggle a struggle for that group, and you have two extra guys. Well,
1: the thing that I've noticed, the thing that I've noticed and this isn't groundbreaking in any way whatsoever, um, in the last three games, so if we go back to the Columbus game when Corey Perry got added to the lineup, yep. um, because those are the two units that we kind of have to look at because those are the ones that exist right now. The, the Heishkinen unit, which could probably officially listed as the second unit by some, even though I'd argue... They've been better. They've been better.
0: Than the first, um, than the... Than the, I, the, they Miro, can, the Miro versus the Klingberg. Yeah. The Miro unit
1: actually enters the zone. Um, and part of it has to do with Miro is just handling the puck more confidently than Klingberg. And on top of that... He knows how to play. He's blur He's played very well with getting Henson Gariano getting up and running, and that is like two yes. gunner spots. Um, they and done, they have so much speed with those two going on the wings, yes. flying through the neutral yeah. zone. Yeah. So those two, they've done a really good job of getting into the zone. That unit needs to do a better job of once they're in the zone. Like it's gotten better. Um, obviously, they scored the Esselandel goal in Philly. I think Corey Perry's really stabilized it a bit down low. But there's still, I still think. Uh, Gurianov and Hintz still aren't completely comfortable on on those uh, flank spots, standing still yet. I
0: think there's a? a I, mean, I like those two with their speed in yes, the entries, right. but do you think there's a, a chance that you might see Justin Dowling get go back because he is so good on that half wall?
1: The, the switch that I was thinking about during the game wasn't Dowling. The thing I I the switch I was looking at was, do you consider switching um, Gurianov and Radulov to get Gurianov's speed?
0: To um, get yeah, a split yeah. hints in Guryanov? Yes. So you get
1: both of those speed guys. You get a speed guy in on both for kind of entries. And then you have someone who's a little bit more of a puck possession guy in Radulov um, in Guryanov's spot. Because I want to keep Sagan in that one-timer spot
0: there. Well, I like the idea of having Radulov on the right circle, on the right dot. Sagan on left, both ready, cocked and ready for the one-timer. Mm-hmm. Giving Klingberg two good options there. Then you oh. have Ben and Pavelski in the slot and down yeah. low and somebody's going to be open, mm-hmm. in theory. Yeah. The other part about the, the five-on-three that's frustrating, and I don't want to rant on it too much because I've already done it on the air and off the air, I just – I know it's easy for me to say from up high. I want to see quick, sharp, crisp puck movement on a five-on-three. I want to, the puck to do the work, and I want the three penalty killers to have to move, stop starts, back and forth, and get disrupted – and not a lot of waiting to try to thread. Just, wow, well, just gonna find that one little passer. Yeah. To me, if you just zing it around a little bit, you can get that puck going across and through the box, Get the goalie going side to side, players. And once that happens, things still need to cast. You can end up having a t- tap-in
1: just because of quick movement. The biggest thing about a five-on-three for me is the... It, this is going to sound simple, but it's the... There's the one less stick in that middle lane, and, and it's that opening for that cross seam pass that just opens up so much more. And that's what I think teams need to take way, Stars, or teams in general, should take way more advantage of that. Instead, what you see a lot of things, I think you see penalty-killing teams kind of bait teams during the five-on-three into thinking you have all this extra time and space. Because yeah. you do, but they, they kind of force them to play. It turns into more of a half-court, like if you're like playing... Basketball at the rec, and you have an extra guy, and you're just passing it around the perimeter.
0: I well, think, and that's always yeah. the analogy that I use. Sean is that if you're trying to play basketball against a zone defense, mm-hmm. do you stand and dribble at the key, at top of the key, and just wait to make No, you you pass quickly and try to get the zone out of position by yeah. having them stop. Right, you have to move. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that? I I've always thought that's a, a fair analogy. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think that's fair.
0: So anyway, uh, besides that, they do get a second goal, which is important. Mm -hmm. um, As Pavelski scores on the power play, it's good for a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. They get the insurance goal. Turns out it would need to be the game winner. You get Pavelski to score at home. You also get him uh, a power play goal.
1: And you get him a goal that really mattered.
0: Well, that's just what it is. Not a garbage time goal. (laughs) So you go to the third period now, and the only thing I had a problem with the Stars just didn't put the, the Senators away, and they really should have because Ottawa's just not very good.
1: No, Ottawa's a bad team.
0: And when you have... I finished on with 32 scoring quality chances for the Stars. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's unreasonable for me to make the claim that if you have that many in a game, you should have more than two goals.
1: I agree with that. No, they should have, they should have won this game. Honestly, they should have won this game four or 5 nothing. I would have liked the last ten minutes to be a cruise control. Yes, I mean I think this is a game where if you if you kind of put that foot down and you get that three nothing that four nothing goal, there's never even, Ottawa's never in that spot to score the uh, that garbage time goal that makes it closer than it should have. Been.
0: Right. I mean they had in theory now Ottawa scores late. Yep. Um, Vladislav Nemesikov knocks in a rebound initial shot from Thomas Chabot. Who I'm a big fan of. I really think he he's a good, good player. He
1: wasn't good tell Like but he did have some chances, you know, though. He and... was, yeah, but he, okay. Let me let me rephrase that. I I really like Shibas yeah. game a lot. I think he's one of the best players I, on I, the center. I, I was again. I was disappointed in the, one of the two games I get to see him live in a I season. Know. He wasn't really the player that I that, that you typically get to see. Do you think that's a hard ask because of the team that the, the, where that team is at? I think no. I think that is that is yeah. completely what it is. Um,
0: it's but anyway. He shoots from the left wall. Uh, Connor Brown's charging the net. Remember, six on five here. They pulled Nilsson for the extra attacker. He has a redirection. Hudobin makes a nice pad save. but comes right to Domestikov. He puts it in the open net. Yeah. Goal. Now it's two to one. Now you still have over a minute to go. And you're a one you're one goal away from uh, overtime. Yeah. In a game that you have dominated. Uh, and that's disappointing. And the other thing, Sean, is that I thought Hudobin wasn't tested a lot. He deserves a shutout tonight. Yeah. Ottawa didn't do enough to,
1: in theory, no. to have cracked the armor. It, it's interesting. Like, I look at Hudobin's game this way tonight. Hudobin, um, he should, probably should have this shutout. Um, if he did the things that you need a goalie to so we've seen lots of times in the past. How many times in Star's recent history have we seen where they bomb a team in the first period, get a, have a 16-4 lead in shots? But don't score. And they're down one nothing. Yes, many that's times. Just like, just think about how many times that's happened. A lot. And that was the type of thing that the stars have needed from needed from their goaltending. Was they needed? If this was the type of night where, just hypothetically, just it's because it's something that has hurt Ben Bishop this season. He's led up the first shot in three straight in not three straight games, three total games. Um, if this was the type of night where the stars let up the first goal of the game, um, and I'm trying to remember my chances. Yeah. It took a while for
0: Ottawa had. It was won. it
1: was. It sh- I mean, it was five nothing. Shots were five nothing in Dallas um, in the first five minutes. Right, and before. there was a shot, <laughs> yeah.
0: but their actual first of any quality yeah. came at least in the second half
1: of the first period. Yeah. So, Hudobin did the part you needed, though, because the Stars yeah. haven't, haven't gotten that historically. Of there's been times where this is a game they could have been down one nothing because the all in one end and then one rush soft shot, takes a weird bounce, and it's 1-0 Ottawa.
0: And Hudobin actually said this in his post-game media yeah, session with you guys was how, he talked about how difficult a game like this yeah. is for a goalie. We hear it all the time. Goalies like more shots than what was it, 20? I
1: think he did and 19 saves on 20 shots. Right.
0: and he had nine
1: quality chances against. Mm-hmm.
0: That's it. I mean, that's a, a tough night. I mean, it's, it's, it's great act, defensively. It's
1: actually, I mean, it's this is going to sound crazy to some people, but it, it's actually easier to play the game that Nilsson played tonight right. than that Nudobin played. It's easy to get into a groove when you're facing 43 shots. It's easy to. You don't lose your mental focus, no, right? No, no, you don't lose it at all. And it's, and things become, um, there's, such a, there's such a muscle memory part of goaltending. Um, I think one thing that you, people don't, Remember, um, and this is—I think you could probably speak to this as well as someone who played goalie in soccer. This is not exactly the same, but a shot comes in. If it doesn't make it through the net and it's blocked, the goalie is still going through the motions to make the save. Right. And I think that that's something that when you're facing as many shots as Nilsson is facing, and they're getting through, that muscle memory gets rewarded, and that muscle memory gets rewarded. When you're not facing many shots, and then you're going through, and you might a guy might come in in a rush and you're going through your, your angle and you're grabbing it and things like and getting on the angle and everything like that and then nothing happens that's when you start to naturally start to slack a little bit because first two, three times you're not but then fourth time is you're not facing a shot that's when form starts to slip a little bit. Does that, that make any sense to what I'm talking it's about? It's natural. It? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So,
0: um, and let's face it folks there's a little bit of physics involved. It is easier a goalie to make a save than to make a save motion without having a shot hit him. Just like it's easier to hit a heavy bag than it is to try to hit a, like if you're boxing. Yeah. To hit the heavy bag, you can hit it all day, than to miss a punch. So if you try to punch your opponent and miss, guess who stops the punch? You, you do. Your yeah. body. You have to use energy on your muscles, your bones, ligaments to stop your arm because you swing and miss a guy's head or whatever. A long time ago, I had a physics lesson when I was in high school about that, about how much harder it is to miss punches than to hit. And I think that for goalies, that's the same thing, because you're making all this exertion. You feel a save. It's sort of this little bit of a a counterbalance. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm full of it on this one, but that's what I'm guessing.
1: It's not a huge counterbalance, but I don't understand. But you feel a difference, right?
0: All right. Lightning round. That's it on the game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Better. Still not the full measuring stick, but I like what I see. Mm-hmm. So, Gallup It was a much-needed home win for the Stars against a rebuilding team, but here's my question for the CarCast. I know you all are soccer fans. Are you following the MLS Cup playoffs? If so, who are you rooting for now that FC Dallas' ups, is upset bit, that bid fell short?
1: Element um, I don't know who's still in the lost players MLS playoffs. I just, well, you know one. I know, I know, I know Seattle. Seattle beat, beat FC Dallas. And I know in a
0: wild extra time match.
1: And just because I saw the headlines, I know Rooney and DC lost to Philly. They uh, no,
0: they lost to Toronto. Okay.
1: They tied true. it up. Uh, for the, anyone that interested,
0: I was watching some of this on Saturday. Some great games. DC tied it up in stoppage time. Yeah, in the in corner. The yeah. Minute. One one. And then Toronto scored four times in the first half of the thirty minutes of extra time. Oh, and won five to yeah. one. I mean, whoa. Yeah. Anyway, um, I it, I don't. Yes, we're follow. I'm following it. I was really into the FC Dallas game. It was a great match. They laid it all out on the line. I was also following it because there was a chance I might get to broadcast the second round if our That'd schedules nice. lined up, um, which would be. Uh, Real Salt Lake beats Portland, I think, 2-1. to one. Uh-huh. So they would have been in Utah. They would have gotten to call the road radio feed uh, from Frisco. But we're not going to do that. Um, who am I cheering for? I don't know. I don't want an L.A. team to win, but I like Zlatan. Uh, I don't even know if they won. I have to go look at that. Did they win their game against uh, Minnesota United on Sunday? I don't know. So I'm sort of following. I watched the Saturday games. I didn't watch the Sunday games because I watched Liverpool, Manchester United, and then other, had uh, NFL games to watch. So, Sort of a
1: question. Yeah. All right.
0: Uh, Carl, good th- good three stars, Sean.
1: Oh, thank you, Carl.
0: Remember, it doesn't have to be questions. It can also yes, yes. be comments. Yes. Thank you, Carl. Um, would you have changed the three stars if you were able to do it after the final whistle? Because I'm guessing that you put Hudoven in as the second star because of the shutout at the time. Yeah.
1: Um, maybe. This um, is my follow-up question. Yes. Um, may, maybe. I mean, kind of, there's a couple names I was cycling through. See, it's tough. The one thing that was tough was because I had, I had three and two were kind of locks for me. Um, the two goalies. The two goalies. And the question was, who...
0: Does Nilsson still get a star if the stars got that third goal yes okay he did make an incredible amount of saves um
1: what if they got four no he probably wouldn't
0: all right they should have had four
1: yes but they but But they didn't
0: yes okay um chev chelios seems like the stars are getting back on track like the dallas cowboys wink if the stars need to upgrade at a position which position could you see them trading for Um,
1: we're talking realistic trades, or, like... You tell me. I mean... Where are you going on this? I don't think, um... I don't think the Stars make a move on defense. Um, Because... And and, and honestly, I don't see how the Stars make many moves in general, to be frank with you. It would Um,
0: have to be a hockey trade, right? Player for player?
1: Yeah, because... They only have four draft picks in the cup coming draft he kind of he kind of spent all his picks last year in the deadline i 'm okay with that and and so I'm just well you
0: could do prospects in pl- or a player you could do an NHL guy for you know like some sort of swap
1: you could you could, but the stars are more so right now in the if anything um, the stars right now are looking more for picks than anything. One of the things that's kind of happened lately is just obviously Julius honka is still not traded and still playing yeah. in Finland. Um, the big thing with that is there have been offers of from other teams of, and in chatter, I don't know if full full blown offers, but there's been chatter from other teams about this player or this prospect for Honka, and the stars want more picks. They want to replenish those picks they have in the upcoming draft. That makes sense. Um, but to answer the question, teams probably don't one, want to give away the pick. But to answer the question that he asked, that that they asked about who would be the, uh, what would be the position they would upgrade, I think the most if the Stars are going to add a player, it's going to be a forward. I um, think? Yeah, I just – I don't see – I could see them shopping in the forward market. I think I don't see them doing much in the defense market because I think they look at how things are going. I think Jim Nill looks at this group. I think he's pleased with what he has so far, and he also looks at Rowan Pollock's coming back. Um, Fair. I still think they could add a, a – I, I, I agree they could. I'm just trying to think yeah. of – given a realistic – how I'm trying to diagnose it here. Freebie
0: says, "Did tonight feel like the first complete game that they have played this season? Yes. Minus the last minute goal, it looks like a much more composed effort overall, especially coming out of the gates the way they did tonight. It was the only
1: complete effort of the year, and and even even thus you can put a little bit of a you could put a little bit of a red mark on the third period when you when you go through it that way. But uh, yeah, it's the only complete game. There are a couple game. more goals
0: away from a great
1: game. Yeah. So against an uh, inferior, they ball. have no other complete games. <laughs> Not even close."
0: Yes. Tanking for Lafrain, or Lafreniere, I don't know how to pronounce his name, um, writes, who do you predict comes out of the lineup when Como comes off injury? This is interesting because everybody that's been in the lineup has played well, and Rhett Gardner has been out of the lineup the last couple of games, and he's been good when he's been in.
1: I have a feeling Gardner's back in Texas by by Wednesday. You think? Yeah, Um, because if he's not going to... He's not going to play Thursday, right? Right. He's so then gonna, he should be down. He's, playing he's not going to play Texas. Thursday. He's not going to play Thursday. Uh, Texas plays in Chicago on Wednesday. They play in. So he could play. Get him. He can play Wednesday night in Grand uh, against Chicago. Yep. So if that's I would, the case,
0: then they should send him down tomorrow. Yes. Because then they can get another couple, yeah. another day of cap off.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling Gardner gets sent down soon. Um, now, who comes in? When? So first off, we don't have a specific update on Blake Como I did see him walking out of the rink today without a knee brace on so that's, that's good to see that was good to see well
0: remember Thursday Stars ducks will be exactly three weeks from opening night where yep. both Como and Pollock were injured yes
1: so um so yet,
0: in that range but not by no means the long end of it
1: Como's also a hard one for me to judge too since and I unless you've snuck around the rink and I don't know no I have um, not I, Remember, our I've, team's been on the road. Yeah, I was on the road with the team, and so and there's been no practice. And so we don't know if – no practice we, tomorrow. Yeah, and there's no practice tomorrow. So we don't know if Combo is even
0: skating. I said well, – somebody asked us that on the post-game show on the radio. I said, wait till Wednesday. Let's see what the – answer uh, what if we get any updates mm-hmm. because there have not been any. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, and,
1: like, the last time we talked to Monty about it um, was actually on the road. We asked about it. No one asked about Pollock and Colton right. today. But we asked, uh, it was like a Pittsburgh or Philly, I can't remember which. Um, and essentially it was uh, no update right now. They're back at home, and he was kind of more focused right. on the game at the time. Yeah, it so. was an
0: easy sort of punt, wasn't yes. it? Mm-hmm. Hunter writes in, Gurionov seems to have taken advantage of the opportunity being called back up. Have y'all been impressed as well? Also, did either of you experience any damage or problems from the weather last night? Let's do with Gurionov first. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then we'll go with uh, Texas Tornado here. I think he really has shown a difference. Jim Montgomery made the quote pretty obvious after the Philadelphia game that he looks like he's come back through the door as an NHL player. Uh, He certainly seems to have a lot more confidence. There's more to to develop with him. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't look like disappearing for times. Like, we've seen him. Again, it's early. He's been good. He's been. But well, I've been
1: game. pleased with his play. He's been good. He's been moving the puck. He's been when he is on the ice. The stars are getting up through all three zones. Um, he's also. Uh, it was it, I put this I put this note in the twenty twenty my twenty twenty from uh, Saturday night in Philly. Um, I was talking. I talked to Denny on Friday morning in Pittsburgh, and we were we were just talking about how he's been playing and things like that. And it was interesting. Which would have been
0: after his first game yeah, back it was, it was which was in after, Columbus. Yeah.
1: But he mentioned how and I was talking about how he looked good in Columbus, and he mentioned how he said he said he mentioned how he drew that penalty that led to the six on five and Miro's goal in Columbus. And he said when that when he drew that penalty, it's like it's like he basically kind of put it as a way of somewhat broken English, but basically put it as like, Oh, I'm playing my game. And just it and it, it, and it worked. Yes. And that, for him, was kind of a – he compared it to a snowball, where the snowball started rolling and everything like that. and um, He's been good.
0: I think he's – How much do you think the hat trick in uh, Iowa helped, his first game in the AHL after the send-down?
1: I think it helped a ton. It helped a ton to be like – so just go and back and play like Dennis Gurionov does. Yeah. Or how uh, – or Iowa, or as Denny pronounced it, uh, Iowa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, how cute. Uh, by the way, I'm sure I would b- butcher things in the Russian language. So
1: I have a funny uh, story about pronunciations of things.
0: All right. So, um,
1: Iowa. We all, know, we all. By the yeah. way,
0: we all love, or at least I enjoy giving Sean a horrible yes. time about pronunciations.
1: But Iowa is how Denny pronounced Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, back during the preseason, Alexander Radulov was pronouncing Tulsa as Tesla. <laughs> when uh, there there was discussion of who would play what preseason game. And there's question about where is this game? And it was Radulov kept referring to Tulsa, Oklahoma as Tesla. <laughs>
0: That's funny. All right. Uh, I did not have any tornado damage at our house in McKinney, which we right on the McKinney Frisco line. We did have some pretty violent weather, and we were given a tornado warning twice. The first one, the one that went through Dallas, when our sirens went off, we were watching the Cowboys game and keeping an eye on the weather on our phones, and also they would cut into their commercials. Yeah. And it wasn't tracking toward our area, so we were okay. Uh, but pretty, you know, lightning, thunder, rain. The second one, we got woken up at well, about 1 a.m. Our sirens went off. And by the way, that is a really eerie, creepy thing to have. Hear those mm-hmm. in the dead of night, and then hear the violence of the wind. And it, we had a tornado warning, and I... Quickly checked my phone and looked at the radar that they were broadcasting on NBC uh you know, NBC five, uh on their internet site, and it was not a tornado, but it was it was a big you know chunk of this could become a tornado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it went right through us. Okay. Fortunately it didn't turn into a tornado, but it was uh yeah, it sounded it, – it and it's amazing because I grew up in the northeast. You did too. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have – we have thunderstorms. We have yeah. blizzards. I've lived through a few hurricanes that have come up the east coast. Tornadoes are way freakier for me. Yeah. They just And they sound so – I know it's quick, but they sound different. So my uh, – But we're all good. Thank yeah, you yeah, for asking. Yeah, I had no
1: damage or anything like that. We – with where I live, we just had a bit of – I lost power for a blip, but that was it. Um there's a, um, this is a story about my wife who, um, she's from Ohio, um, and they do have tornadoes, they, they do have tornadoes there, um, and there's, there's a story that I've been told, and she must have been, my wife must have been either, I was a teenager or early 20s at the time, and so she and her dad were on the back porch and they saw a tornado. And they actually watched it for a little bit, and then they were able to run into the basement.
0: Planes, right?
1: Yeah. Great planes. But you can see it, but, like...
0: But it's far enough away. It's
1: far enough away, and there's basements. That's the other thing that... Yeah, you
0: know, that's like, helpful, too. I'd love to see one during the day. Not yeah. To me, Sean, I don't know about you, the tornado at night, is, where you only see it with the flash of lightning... Yeah. And then it disappears. I mean, that's
1: really freaky. That's, that's kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. I like guess, yeah.
0: Um, glad that everybody for The most part is okay, uh, obviously a ton of damage. Um, and keep an eye out for Sean's 2020 because he gave a pretty lengthy update about Ben Bishop's harrowing experience with his family and the damage that they dealt with. so <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Florian writes in, one is John's practicing in full contact. two really like the Klingberg Haskin impairing, but with the lack of other good Ds, shouldn't they play close shouldn't they play close to 26 to 28 minutes each game? um he's not in full contact
1: right no he's not cleared um so here here's the interesting thing with Johns and um a it's a it's a situation that there's no real good precedent for this situation at all um because there isn't a precedent there's not a real good precedent with the stars um the other thing about john the other thing that's interesting about the stars and contact versus no full contact this coaching staff in particular doesn't do red no contact jerseys?
0: Typically, no, right? Like I've I feel only, like they did once or twice during training camp. I, I saw camp. it once
1: during training Harry camp.
0: Perry came out once. Or no, no, not Perry. It, it
1: was Joe Siccone. Oh, that's right. Okay, it was Joe who yeah. yeah. came out with it. Um, but that's not their. That's yeah. not his thing. And so, which is weird. But it's weird. And the other thing is though, those guys don't take part in contact drills.
0: You have to pay attention. Yes. To, to practice to notice if they're non-contact. Yes. And not, so
1: right. Stephen Johns does not take part in contact drills. He doesn't take part in really any drills at all. No, no, like pretty much he's out there. He's out there like the extra.
0: He's Got out. Warm up.
1: He's he's kind of doing warm up skating around. If they're doing if they're doing a shooting drill, he'll do that. But he's just like the extra He's like the kid. Like this is. I'm not trying to minimize this, but he's like the extra kid brother that you let out there to shoot a couple extra pucks. Mm-hmm. And then once the real drills start, he kind of just stands on the side. Yeah. That's really what he is right now. That's uh, fair. And that's not demented, but that's just the best example I can think
0: of. Uh, the other question about Klingberg and Haskinen, they put them together in certain situations, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea is to have one of them on the ice a lot. Yeah. Not like, one, if you don't have Klingberg on, then you have Haskinen on, or the, or Lindell, or two of those three uh, for a majority of the game.
1: I also don't think Klingberg can play 28 minutes a he
0: has not been as good this year as yeah, he's I, been I think
1: Hishkin can play 28 minutes a night. Yeah. I don't think Klingberg can play 28 minutes a night successfully. Speaking
0: of Klingberg, Stefan writes in, any idea why Klingberg stopped wearing his fake front teeth while playing games? He did of the last few seasons. Uh, not quite accurate because he had his front teeth, his real ones, yeah. until two summers For ago when he was at the World Championships. Yeah. He says, I, I, and why is it not the reason he's playing worse this year with an upside-down smiling emoji?
1: um well, i'll let you
0: decide whether you want to answer that or not
1: well just the quick story is um he didn't like them falling out while he's playing yeah yeah so that that's what it was he just comfort yeah
0: um scott writes in the more physical the game the better the stars play more hitting more feisty more success agree or disagree uh to a point um not just hitting for the sake of hitting and doing it blindly but structured but yeah Really tonight, and, and D.J. Smith, who's the first-year head coach of the Ottawa Senators, mentioned this in his post-game comments that the Stars were a big, heavy team and really did a number down low on, yeah. on Ottawa. And you know what it reminded me of, on just listening to his comments, of what the Stars talked about, what the St. Louis Blues did last year in the playoffs. Yeah. That's all you have to add on that. Sorry, I was just reading a quick. No.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... By the way, Sean has uh, better things to do than finish the car. <laughs> Continually.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He does. Okay, let's move on then. Sorry, Scott. Sean did not pay attention to your question. Melissa writes in thoughts on Secura so far. Doesn't seem like he's been a big standout performance yet, or had a big standout performance yet. Uh,
1: for for Secura, doesn't have to have a. Secura is the type of. Uh... Seker is the type of player that I think if you don't see him, he's at his best. Um, He's not, it's not at a, it's not at what like a Mark Mathot level was at or anything like that, but it's still a level where if he's at his best, I think he is playing simple. He is occasionally moving the puck, but he's just that complimentary piece. And I think we have noticed him too much so far this season. Perhaps. I think he's been noticed too much. Um, but uh, I think he's been, he has been a little bit better the past couple games, I think is fair to say. Uh,
0: and, and he he will no. go as the team goes as well. Yes. All right. I have more for you if you can uh, yeah. stay with us for a minute. Uh, Melissa – or not Melissa. Crawdaddy writes in, given the last two games, is my sense of optimism in this team warranted? What would be considered reasonable expectations?
1: Should I repeat the question one more time?
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. I think we've done enough light, lightning round for tonight. You think?
1: I'll just what was the, repeat the question. The
0: question yeah. was, if you can indeed focus, which you can't because yes. you're typing right now.
1: I am. I am focusing.
0: Sean is trying to answer a question on Twitter or on the Athletic or something on his phone I'm while responding. I read to him a question. I'm not driving right now. <laughs> but he's not. That doesn't mean he's answering. It. So that's why he has not been here. So I'm responding to an editor question. Okay. Once again, folks, he's trying to double dip here okay, and okay, it's okay, not okay, working. Okay. Okay. Give me the question. All right. Crawdaddy is optimistic because of the last two games. Is that warranted, and what should his reasonable expectations be?
1: Um, I think it is warranted to an extent. Um, By the way, quick side
0: note, because I love to jump in and interrupt Sean at all possible costs. This is the same reaction I get when I'm trying to say something to my wife, and I know she's busy on her phone and not listening to what I'm saying. I know it's going in, and it's going right out without any comprehension. Anyway, continue.
1: Well, no, I am comprehending this question. At this moment. <laughs> yeah, um, because
0: I, I already yeah, had to scold you to put your phone down.
1: <laughs> it's warranted to an extent. Um, it's warranted to an extent. Um, they've won two in a row. That's great. Not a super great performance in Philly, but it was enough. Tonight against Ottawa was a really bad team, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. I'm really interested to see what happens against Thursday on Thursday against a Ducks team that is playing well lately. Um I think optimism isn't out of line, but it's also don't uh, remember where they're digging self out, where they're digging themselves out of.
0: Long way to go. Yeah. Last question for you. Okay. So then you can talk to your editors. Ardell writes in: Was Jamie Ben being nonchalant or passive with the empty net tonight, or did he just not have a good look? I feel like he has passed up empty net shots before.
1: So he had the – I'm thinking of the one because he came down the left side. Left side, yeah. and it was a low yeah.
0: angle, and he backhanded it and dropped pass back to – Towards Hentz. P- to Rope. Towards Rope, yeah. um, I think when he gets to the empty net, I think he was trying to be unselfish. Yeah. More than passive or nonchalant. I just think it was, hey, I've got a tough angle. There's a defender sir, there. No, no, we'll let you try it. We have
1: time. Yeah. I just think he's trying to be unselfish and not just shoot. The one thing that this team is that is extremely different from past teams is um and this is actually if you want if you want an idea of Monty is Monty and it doesn't happen as often as it did under Lindy Ruff but Lindy Ruff told teams that shoot from anywhere. Shoot from anywhere when Ice it. When, when when Lindy Ruff's teams when the other team pulled the goalie they were taught they were told to play differently yes monty doesn't want the team to play differently when the net is empty um that is something that you notice so it's i think it it creates a little bit of a programming thing in the players brains too of okay how would we approach this typically things like that um i do i would like to see him take be a little more aggressive once you cross that blue line get a shot even once you cross the red line even take that shot because if you miss that's fine. So, um, I
0: mean, look, Lindy said that he trusted his centers to win faceoffs and they should shoot from their own zone because if you score, the game's over.
1: Yeah.
0: So. And they set an a NHL record for most empty net goals in one season. Mm-hmm. Of course, it also helps to be in the lead and winning. Yes, games. yes. So, well, But it's a different style. Uh, yeah, he could have shot there, but if he shoots from a tough angle and misses the net, then it, it might be giving away a possession yeah. and, and positioning. And so I don't mind him on that, but. I would have liked to have seen the Stars bear down and finish them with a couple minutes left and not let them get to 3-1 or 2-1. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stars are off tomorrow. No practice because, Sean, they've had too many games, according to Monty, Uh, which is funny because we talked a lot about how they needed practice.
1: He did did mention how they didn't earn the day off by their record, though.
0: No, He laughed (laughs) about it. and said maybe not by our overall record, but we earned it with the last two games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm okay with this. They have two days to get ready, so why not? Yeah. Rest up, plus the, the tornado stuff kind of, it yeah. gives the guys a chance to go deal with that yeah. a little bit more. Um, especially Ben Bishop and his house yeah. and, and then gear up with a practice for the second time this month, or at least second time since the Boston Bruins game yeah. on Wednesday and then play the Anaheim Ducks. Corey Perry's 993rd game won't be the 1000th. No. Which actually, if he plays the, all the uh, consecutive games, it'll be November thirteenth at Calgary, which doesn't have a lot of meaning because he's from Ontario, but he's Canadian, so that's kind of whatever. But more importantly, Sean,
1: where is uh, because he's 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 at nine
0: ninety three nine
1: ninety two after tonight. Pavelski's at
0: oh, I didn't look at him. He's a little bit farther behind.
1: Yeah, Pavelski, Pavelski was a little... I'll have to go
0: look at the schedule again.
1: I think Pavelski's only, like, three or four games behind Perry. And,
0: and then Cogliano's behind him.
1: By, like, 30. So like, I know Cogliano's is, like, hitting, like, game 50 or 60. Knock on
0: wood, are. we should have three 1,000-game yeah.
1: celebrations Which this year. sets up for, I believe it's the first team since the New Jersey Devils right? of 2000... Whatever year Patrick Elias plays the 1,000th game.
0: Boy, you'd have a better guess than yeah. I would, I think, as a former Devils fan. I
1: think it was two. Still Devils fan? Not really. Yeah. No. Um, it's just not your
0: not your 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 grown up Devils, not your dad's Devils.
1: No, it's just it's it's the thing. Were where, they ever
0: your dad's Devils? No,
1: yeah. my dad was a Rangers fan. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: So and there you go. Yeah. I did, by the way, I did see an NHL game at Continental Airlines Arena mm-hmm. in East Rutherford, right? It was yes, in East, Rutherford. East Rutherford, and I took the uh, cattle car walks <laughs> yeah. up and over, yes. and people yes. moved and I loved it. You yep. know, all these people, your shoulder to shoulder going from the parking lots over the highways to get to the arena. And you mooed. And the Boston Bruins beat them that night, and I was my buddy, who is a huge Devils fan, and I was with him at his house. in He's from Wyckoff, New Jersey, and was super chirping me before the game about how the Devils were going to beat the Bruins, and the Bruins had a big first period. I think they scored three or four, and the Devils were out of it early, and it was yeah. awesome.
1: Anyway, yep. uh, that's it
0: for the Kevin Weeks episode. Yes,
1: and next week and the next, next, next week. Next one will be number 81.
0: 81.
1: I think there's some more options
0: for that one. I think so. I'm yeah. still looking forward for the 83, the Alish Hemsky. Yeah. But we'll get to that. So enjoy your evening. Hope you guys are, are safe and sound from the storms from last night. And uh, we'll see you, or talk to you Thursday for Stars Ducks. It's a Devon Shore reunion.